This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And listeners, we normally ask you three favors. You know what they are. We're going to jump right into this question. Right on. Ready? Ready. How do pastors and elders handle it when they don't like a parishioner? A parishioner, we, we kind of use that term differently. We yeah. say a church attender or a church member. Yeah. Catholics, Lutherans, Methodists, they use the word parishioner. I'm not saying it's bad, but um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the term because I'm a parishioner. I go to village church. Yeah, like, we I'm, all, a, I'm a brother. You know, attend like, the church. Uh, but I know I know what they mean. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. How do pastors and elders handle it when they don't like a parishioner? The question goes on and says, not that the person is sinful. They just have an annoying laugh or talk too much or always need to be right. Hmm. Are they talking about us? It could be. Because my laugh is annoying. I talk too much. And I like to be right. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like probably us. They're more like, um, how do parishioners deal with pastors that are- Yeah, what about <laughs> if a pastor is the one that they're talking about? Oh, goodness. Well, Tim, you've had more years at pastoring than I have, so what do you, what do you, what do you do? Oh, you're putting this one to me. Is that what you're doing? Um, I have a lot of thoughts, but okay. I would like to hear. Let me get you started here, right. and I'll, I'll prime the pump, and, yeah. and then you jump in. So I want to kind of parse out this. What does it mean that they don't like a parishioner or a church attender? Yeah. What does that mean? Because there are people that we personality-wise just have an infinity with, that we just are magnetically connected somehow yeah. that there are people that we really like just personally. Yep. And then there are those that our personalities are just either too much alike or too different mm-hmm. that it's like, mm, I, I might like this person. And I know that biblically I'm supposed to love this person because they're a, fel- a fellow or, or a not a fellow, but maybe a gal follower of Jesus. And Hey, you know, we're just too much alike or too different yep. that we just mm, just don't get along or but the question is about having an annoying laugh, talk too much, always be right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so it sounds like yeah. more of a personality uh difference in preferences. Yep. Because one person might not like someone's laugh while everyone else says, man, they've got the greatest laugh in the world. Mm. Don't you think their laugh is is funny? Don't you think their laugh is great? And we might say, eh, no, I actually, I don't like their laugh at all. You know, I, I would rather not hear them laugh. So it may be personal preference. Yep. So, you know, that, that's kind of where I want to just clarify at the beginning. But as a pastor, as an elder, we are supposed to shepherd every sheep, mm-hmm. to use the metaphor. We are supposed to shepherd and care for everyone that attends our church. Mm-hmm the church that we call that we're called to lead. Yeah. And some people are easier to care for, some people are more difficult to care for, but we are called to love and care for every single person. Mm-hmm. And and if we can do that, we need to do that truly as Christ would do it. We have to do it with a sincere heart. We can't say, well, I'm going to love you because I have to love you. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be more than an act. It has to be genuine. Because these are people that if they've trusted Christ, Jesus died for them too. Yep. And if they haven't trusted Christ yet, 
we need to model Christianity. We need to model what Jesus would do so that they have an opportunity to see Christ in action through our lives. Hmm. So what does it mean to not like them? That, that I have a hard time understanding that. I yeah. do. I do understand there are people that I've had in churches that I've been in leadership at that, uh, to be honest, I avoid if I if I can. Mm-hmm. I try not to run away from them. When, you know, in other words, you know, the two of us are walking down a hall, mm-hmm. and here's this person that uh, is not my favorite person in the world. Yep. But I know that Jesus loves him. You know. I can't turn and go the other way. That would be rude. That would be disrespectful. That would be dishonoring. I have to honor them as as someone who Christ loves and cares for. Mm. Now, mm. my conversation with them might be limited. It might be shorter than someone that mm. I, I enjoy spending time with, but I still have to spend time with them. They're, they may be the very person that God is using to change me, to change my attitude, to change my thinking. And they're what might be called an annoyance, might be (laughs) what God is using to say, hey, I'm trying to get your attention here. Here is a character flaw that you have because you feel that you can only like those that are likable. And maybe Christ is using one of those people that, you know, are harder to like to teach me something. So what are we supposed to do as, as a pastor? Love them all. Some are easier to love. Some are harder to love. But we're to love them all and care for them all. Hmm. And there are times that we need to lovingly confront someone. You know, if they are talking too much, Hmm. uh, I've had a few people, you know, that they feel that they need to dominate the conversation. And sometimes they're dominating the conversation where there's a circle of two, three, four other individuals. And they feel like they have to have the word on everything. Mm. And sometimes that needs to be a private conversation where you say to that person, Hey, you know what? I love you. I know you've got a lot of strong opinions on stuff, but sometimes you need to do a better job of listening rather than talking. And sometimes um, kind of like a, a message that we heard just this past weekend by Alex, by our, by Alex did a great job. He did amazing. Sometimes submission looks like listening more than talking. Yeah. And we need to model that submission. If they always feel that they're they're right, maybe there's something going on there deeper that we need to have as a pastor, as an elder. We need to have a little counseling session, say, why do you feel that you have to be right or you have to have the final word on every conversation? Mm. Why is that? So uh, so when you started talking, Mm -hmm. in my brain, I was multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) As you do very often. So I was thinking- uh-huh. Um, I agree with what you're saying. And then I thought, who annoys me? Oh, uh, yeah. And no one came to mind. And then some time went on. One person, two persons, yeah. three persons. There are those. Persons, five and six. Six. All right. Seven. Okay. <laughs> As time goes on, the list is growing. <laughs> now, our audience is probably thinking, is it me? Uh-huh. Um, 99% chance is not you. So can I tell stories? Sure. <laughs> tell a story. But okay. don't name names. I don't want any names. I'll break the stories up into categories. Um, one category is going to be um, pride. Okay. Yep. I get deeply irritated by pride. Mm-hmm. Subcategory of pride, a non unteachable spirit, yep. uh, belligerence. And um, so one, two... 
two two people in that category um i have not been in in church with for years and years and years and years and years and years i mean they're you know so do do they bother me yes but there's a sin mm-hmm. um just really refusing to listen you know and uh, that's so that's one category of things yeah. and there's there's another category of things which is like social faux pas like socially inept if you will and um so i so me personally, I love strange people. Um, they don't bother me. Uh, I love people who have social awkwardness. They're fun. Um, yeah. They don't see the world in the same way. Right. Um, I am drawn to extreme personalities, um, mm. extreme extroverts or introverts. Like to me, they're super interesting. Um, I just, I'm very interested in people in general. Um, some people think that I act as interested and I ask as many questions as I do for some kind of like, need to be liked or something. No, I'm genuinely like every person for me is a novel. Okay. Every person I meet is the most interesting book in the world. And uh, I love getting to know people. I love hearing their stories mm-hmm. and how they process and, and the weirder, the better sometimes, you know? <laughs> so some of the, I I'm mean, getting a little concerned of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, <laughs> so my wife, we've had recent conversations where she's told me, um, I have some of the weirdest friends she's ever known. And I do, um, uh, I, I really do. Um, when you go back over the over my life, some of the people who have been the closest to me, not all, there's been some pretty normal ones, but I have this weird affinity towards strange people. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I'm, I'm tracking with you. You know, and um, I don't, you know, I don't need them to think like me or laugh like me or have a personality. One of me is enough. I mean, I'm uh-huh. fine with just me. So, um, so there, that's where like, there's this like social faux pas, you know, they're like just kind of goofy. They don't totally understand it. It's purely like innocent, you know, that's, that's one category. Um, and so one, one person who really just annoyed me, um, they would wear, um, essential oils on a medallion around their neck okay. all the time. It uh-huh. smelled, oh, frankincense all the time. And they'd sit behind me in church. And I was so bothered, like just bothered okay right and uh, i didn't want to be around them i was like how do you not know that everybody is bought like it was so strong that it would like you sat in a, in a pew and it would take up like the smell would be like an eight foot radius so they know? sat in a pew and then actually made a pew oh, okay right, they made a pew yeah and um honestly they just annoyed me because it, that wasn't even so much innocence it was like they actually thought they were sanitizing everybody around, uh, you know okay um, and so there's like innocent, you know, good intentioned people. And then there are people who need to make a point. Okay. And, um, so I've got, there's, there's like two people in mind. One is frankincense dude. Again, he's, uh, there's no way in God's green earth. He's listening to this podcast okay. so, at all. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I appreciated him. Don't get me wrong, but I really struggled being around mm, him mm, okay. with the smell and the smell represented to me overcompensation. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then, so there's this other person who I feel like always has an agenda mm. and they miss social cues that make other people feel very uncomfortable. And I don't like the agenda. Okay. I don't do well with agendas. I don't honestly, I don't when either. I'm with people, I don't have a lot of agendas. And if I do, I'll just tell you, no. Hey, I would like to talk to you about this. This is what I'm wanting to find out. Right. And for mo- for the most part, I just genuinely like hearing what's going on in people's lives. Um, so I don't like agendas and, um, I find myself generally avoiding them. So they're in a, in a church, you have members who we have a very different responsibility to. Sure. 
and leaders are all going to be members, you know? Uh -huh, but if right. you're going to become a member and I sense you have an agenda, you're probably not going to get past me or any of our elders because right. we do not let agendas get through. Right. You can smell agendas. I mean, mm -hmm. if you have a little bit of discernment, you've been in this mm -hmm. long enough, you're like, yep. oh, see what you're about, you know? And uh, have no hesitation calling those on the table, okay? Uh, another category, and this is probably where I find myself the most uh, frustrated. Okay. It is... A category of demanding love does not demand its own way. Yep. And it's when love becomes demanding. Mm. And that to me, I find myself annoyed at demanding people. I don't find like I demand a lot from my friends uh, or even my initial like community. Like I don't have a lot of expectations and you can say no as my friend or brother in Christ any, anytime, you know, like that's, I don't find myself being like, no, you must help me. No, I need, you've let mm. me down. I don't, mm -hmm. um, but when people are demanding on preferences, um, that bothers me. Yeah. Um, I don't mind requests. It's just the spirit of demanding. Yeah. You must, this is, this is too much. This is too that. I'm like, mm. yeah. like I, that sort of annoys me. Let me give you one that annoys me. And it's, and again, I want to be very clear to our listeners. Mm. This is no one at Village Church. This is at a, at a previous church that I was at. This guy, he was an expert at everything. He had an opinion on everything, which it, that was a little bit of annoyance. Mm -hmm. it, it was, but he had some proficiency in everything that he thought he was an expert at. That's good. All right. So that consistent, was okay. Right? So that yeah. was consistent. This was the this was the problem that I had with this individual. He had very little follow through on his own. Mm -hmm. So he could always tell me or someone else, give us advice. You should do this and you should do that. And, uh, you know, if you really want this to go well, then this is the way to make it yeah. go well. But he could not take his own advice. That would fall in the pride over compensation yeah, category. Yeah, it was pride like... over compensation. And here was the, here was the struggle. The guy, um, I want to be careful of how I describe this guy. He had a marital relationship that had fallen apart. And the reason why is he had he could not hold down a job for more than a year or two years. And his wife was so frustrated with his lack of responsibility. And most women, they want security. Security. This yeah. guy could so not deliver me. security at all. And in, in conversations with him, and the sad part is most of the people in the church, they liked him to a point. And at when that point was reached, it was like, Get away from me because you cannot follow through on your own advice. And yet he loved Jesus. He was he was a a, a good church member uh, in many ways, but he was he just grinded at everyone yeah. because he could not step up yeah. and be responsible for his own actions. One of the things I'm, I've learned it in pastoral ministry recently is that. Uh, I would just say pastoral ministry the last 15 years or so because of social media and whatnot. If you are not easygoing, like if you got, if you guys stick up your butt, you're going to have a really hard time in pastoral ministry. <laughs> um, and you, you have to be easygoing. Yeah. But if you can't get over yourself, right. People will struggle with you and they will sure. see that you, they're constantly disappointing your expectations and standards of mm -hmm. living extra biblical ones, by the way. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've just seen more and more that it is easygoing people 
um, who have clear direction that succeed in pastoral ministry right. long term. Right. Because the church and every organization is filled with normal people and weirdos. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, you and I are both. Well, you we're know, weird. like um we're super weird at times. And so I find if you're gonna be a pastor, you have to be able to enjoy strange sure. and let it be and not need people to be normal all the time. And right. uh, you know what I found is strange people do really cool things and they, they make our world tick. Even at Village, I'm having a hard time thinking of people at Village who bother me largely because the sin issues are the ones that like, you know, it's the quiet sin issues that are mm-hmm. hard to address, but you mm-hmm. know, they're there, you know? Um, I, yeah, that's, it's, if I'm having a hard time talking, it's because I'm really trying to be transparent and honest. Uh, and at the same time, not like make somebody feel bad. And at the same time, let people know, like, this I I don't get annoyed that much, right? Uh, I get annoyed. People are people, and they're gonna they're gonna yeah. make mistakes. Yeah, you know. And as a pastor, as an elder, we are supposed to care for all of them, right? Even if you annoy me, yeah. Like I'm still it, gonna engage you and yeah, pray for you, sure. and talk to you, and encourage you, and build you up. And you can be annoying sometimes and still even lead. You know, like mm-hmm, I don't need sure. you to be. But here's a, I'll just say this for myself: the things that annoy me, uh, I found generally annoy most people. Right. And the things that annoy most people don't generally annoy me. <laughs> uh, I love weird. I can't uh-huh. stress that enough. Like if you're quirky, I'm like, cool, let's talk and hang out. Like you're weird. Cool. Uh-huh. You know, like if you have some weird, strange background, you know, like I want to hear all about it. And um, so if you're weird, I probably like you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's just be yeah. honest. If you really have a sense that people are like kind of hands off with you, if you ask me, I'll tell you the God honest truth. Sure. Um, if you and really want to know, tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, like if somebody wants to know, man, how could I not? Um, but you know what? A lot of those things, it's just not right to say it all the time. Sometimes True. people just have habits, you know, and you just let them do their thing. And, mm-hmm. um, but if you really want to know and you're, we're close enough, we could talk about anything. And I think your friends, if you ask your true friends, um, do I bother you to the point where you don't want to be around me sometimes? It, they'll probably tell you. If they'll tell you. Friend, if they yeah. really care about you, they'll yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. But I think you hit the, you hit, you hit the answer. Um, yes, some people annoy us. That's personality. Um, hopefully, we're more annoyed by sin than we mm-hmm. are anything else. But we're humans like anyone else. But I'm not going to let my annoyance dictate how I treat you. Sure. Although I may not bring you close into my life. Like you may not get like the most mm-hmm. front row seat. But you know, I, you if you annoy me, I probably annoy you too. Like yeah. typically, it goes both ways. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, there is a, a significant amount of people that there are things that I do that annoy them. Some people think I tell too many stories about myself. Some people think I don't tell enough. Some people think I talk too fast. I annoy <laughs> them about that. I annoy them about the way the powerpoints look. I annoy them with the kind of music that we permit at village. Whatever you know, like right. I annoy everybody to a degree. I talk too much. I'm too loud. I'm too boisterous. I'm too this. I'm too opinionated. I'm too. Yeah. I, I've been told on to so many things in my life and I'm sure you have too. Sure. I, you're, you're a lot easier probably than I am, but um, uh, yeah, if I, if you annoy me, I probably annoy you even more. That, that for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Anyways, uh, personal question, appreciated it. And I hope Love the you question. Know, our rambling and ranting, we actually didn't prepare anything on this. There are no notes on this one because <laughs> we're just like, I don't know what to say. Like I'm not about to put names down, you know, and, 
And uh, but thankfully at Village, I there's not one Sunday morning I walk in and I think I hope I don't. I see, hope I don't. I hope see this, see this person. person. I, can yeah. I avoid this person? Oh, yeah, that does not no go way. through my brain at all. And if it did, I would say it and I would leave it anonymous. That's right. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Thanks, listeners, for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question: How do I know if a closed door is God's will or discouragement from Satan?